In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad chills. Two voice actors set out to restore Dark to the likeness. <laughs> Get ready for... Spook Busters. But just one second, this is a Halloween special. In this episode, our pair of poltergeists will be given a random horror genre, some terrifying titles, and just a few ghastly hours to put together the most haunting trailer for their creation. But by Satan Desert's fist, they'll also be receiving calls from their executive producers with some wicked and wretched demands they're simply spellbound to abide by. So will their trailer be cast out as trailer trash or given the prestigious title of Spookbuster? Please welcome your ghosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Bidolf. Hello and welcome to Spookbuster. Spookbusters, the Halloween special of Mockbusters, and there's a lot riding on this week because it's also the tiebreaker for the whole of season one. But we're going to do something a bit different with this episode, so very similar to what we did with the video game special, rather than us both have the same genre this week, we've decided we're both going to tackle a separate subgenre that falls under the Halloween umbrella. We've got a whole wide range of wicked disgusting and spooky genres for you to pick from. So, Matt, are you ready for your subgenre? Oh, I'm going first. Yeah, all right then, yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Matthew. So, your subgenre of horror is... Creature horror. Creature horror. Okay. Creature. So, it's not specific to monsters. It can be an existing creature that's been uh-huh. reframed in a horror way, uh-huh. or it I, it could also encapsulate monsters as well. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with creatures. I've I feel like I, c- I can get something gross, nasty out of that, which has done me no harm in the last couple of episodes. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've got a creature film. What have yeah. you got, Jackers? Let's give it another spin. Okay, wow, this this is interesting. We're going to be making very different films this week. Okay. So the genre that I have is... Occult. Occult. So if you don't know what occult is, that's sort of... Anything with a sort of weird mob mentality of creepy worship or religion, I suppose, kind of comes into play in, in the occult. So we're going to really have two contrasting films this week. Yeah, I think we've both got good subgenres, though. There's plenty to be working with. I think it's time that we get some of our plot device-generated film titles. So you do want to lead the way on that, Matt? Absolutely. So... As usual, we're going to resort to our plot device for five titles. So, Jack, are you ready? My heart is going. I'm terrified because this is... There's a lot riding on this. It's all to play for now. Okay, here we go. Jack, the plot device has looked upon us and has gifted us this week. Okay, great. (laughs) Title number one. Yeah. Mutants following me. (laughs) Mutants following me. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Title number two. Songs under my bed. (laughs) It's like, is is this the sequel to Sounds Next Door? Definitely, yeah. Title number three. Yeah. Owls and spiders. Ooh, owls and spiders. (laughs) 
It's um, yeah, <laughs> the rivalry to end all rivalries. It's like West Side Story but for Halloween. Instead of jets and sharks, you've got owls and spiders. <laughs> Title number four: Foreigners on my roof. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that that's the Brexitiest film I've ever so heard in my life. Foreigners on my roof. <laughs> Our final plot device generated title agents during halloween <laughs> that's one of the agent franchises yes you've got yeah. agents during christmas Do you know how you've got like Airbud, space bud <laughs> okay so we've got our five plot device generated titles okay yes so i have for you a selection of six hand-picked horror themed suggestions for you to pick from that now I wasn't entirely sure about the way to go about this because my original suggestion was that because we've had a lot of suggestions in and now we're going into season two and that maybe we should just spoil ourselves this week and have a couple or just the one. Do you know what? It's the finale. I'm feeling spooktacular. Treat yourself. I'll I'll have two, please. Okay, lovely stuff. So you've got six to choose from and you can pick two out of that. I'm looking to take the season one crown. So it only makes sense for my first number to be one. Okay, the number you've selected. And I'm so I'm so glad you've picked this one. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's a good sign. Your selected audience suggestion is Richard Scissors. A snip in time saves nine. <laughs> Richard Scissors. A snip in time saves nine, and that was sent in by our, funnily enough, our episode one. Guest judge, Adam that Willis. Had, do you know what? I knew, I knew as soon as you read that out, that had to be from Adam Willis. Richard yeah. Scissors. So is this a pre-existing franchise? Well, it's got a subtitle, so it's either, it, you know, a first film or they're very much planning on more. Right, next up, I can't find any other logic in the numbers apart from I want victory for me (laughs) so i'm gonna go for number four (laughs) okay so this was sent in by our very own sean martin oh here we go and this title is rock paper death rock paper death i like that we are spoilt for choice we've got not only one more title than usual we've got seven titles all of which are screaming at me. You know, we've gone other weeks in the past where the plot device has just churned out a load of bollocks <laughs> and we've had to we've had to we've had to really get by by the skin of our teeth. And now we've got seven I feel like I'm at a buffet, seven delicious titles all around me. I don't know where to look. Oh Matt, is that um is that your phone ringing? Yep, it's just my phone ringing, so I'm just going to answer that before it phone. gets any more complex. Just regular phone. Yep, hello. Hello Matthew. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Matthew. Uh, who is this? It's me. Y- yeah. It's it's me, Melania Trump. Oh fuck off! Fuck it's off! Melania Trump. Sounding lively as ever. Um. Hello, Matthew. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, say my name again. Hello, Matthew. I say Matthew. Matthew, your name. Right, we're just going to move on from that. Right, what do you want? How are you, Matthew? Um, 
I was fine. <laughs> I was fine until you called Melania. What's up? I'm also good. Thank you for asking. Didn't ask. Anyway. It's time. <laughs> right, it's spit time. it out. It's time for me to give you your producer request. Oh, brilliant. Yep. So you may or may not know that Melania Trump is less good writing script. Really? Original script. Yeah. So your job this week <laughs> is because I am not good at writing script. You must rip off as many other film scripts as possible in your script. So do you mean literally, like, take actual dialogue from other films? Or do you mean just, like, the themes and... No, the, the, the theme can be what you want. But the dialogue from film, TV, okay. or famous person... I could recontextualise can... it, I can... You can do anything you want, but it must be script from other things. Great, I haven't got to do, like, a bibliography, have I? I haven't got to do a reference check. No. As many line of dialogue as possible. Okay, right. Well, you've got you've got all the hotshot lawyers, Melania, so yeah, you can work your way out of this lawsuit that's coming in. Hello, Matthew. Yeah. I think you need to be reset, Melania. How are you? Yeah, we've we've been through this, so I'm gonna hang up, Melania. Um just gonna hang up. Okay. Uh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What an auditory treat that was to listen yeah. to uh, to a very very realistic Melania Trump for yep. for several several minutes. And that was well worth my time. So you, you've got to get as many lines of dialogue as possible from other things, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, what have I got? What have I got? What have I got? Um, all right, Jack. Your phone's ringing. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm picking picking that phone up. This ghost phone. Hello. Hello, Jack. It's it's Clive Warrington. Clive Warrington. You you sound suspiciously familiar. Do I know you? Uh, no, I, I don't think you do. I'm I'm just I'm just part of the um <laughs> the the Sheffield Landlord Association. Well, we, we've decided to put all our eggs in one basket because this is one property in Sheffield. We simply cannot shift uh, it's it's a lovely it's a lovely two bedroom flat and yeah. we 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 just thought cuz it's quite horrible you see we we keep <laughs> we keep refurbishing it and you know doing all the diy works but they just we get damp here one wall falls down we can't get the doors to stay in the frames it's really quite horrible uh, it's in a it's in a wretched neighborhood so so we thought we'll we'll spin it cuz people love haunted houses and and murder houses and stuff like that so you're going to shoot your film entirely within this two bedroom flat Right. Okay. So but entire... you must you must include the following features because we want to advertise it to the oh, police. For fuck's sake! <laughs> right. So it's eight hundred pounds per calendar month. Uh, it's for professional couples only. Uh, we will permit dogs, but only beagles. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's council tax band Z. Uh, which means it's dead fucking expensive for no apparent reason. <laughs> right, okay. Um, 
gas, electric and water don't work, uh, but you still have to pay for them anyway. And... um, So no utilities. No utilities. uh, And it does come with a living demon. A living demon? Like a lodger? Yeah, lodger, yeah. But he doesn't pay rent. In fact, he demands extra rent. (laughs) (laughs) So all in all, you're looking at £800 for calendar month, plus band Z council tax, which is dead expensive, and then gas, water and electric, and then extra lodging fees to keep the demon (laughs) from possessing you. So... You have to sate the demon with extra rent. Yes, and, yes. And can I? Well, can I? Can I ask? Firstly, ask what? What's the address? Uh, it's six six six. Yeah. Um. Arse Road. Arse Road. Is that in Arsehampton by any chance? It is. It's the the Arsehampton borough. Yes. <laughs> Did I mention that the neighbourhood's a right shithole as well? Oh, good, good. So I can't spin it that way either. No, no. Dead close to a school. (laughs) Oh, God. Awful school. (laughs) And what's the the school called? Um... Arse Road um, Primary, is it, I suppose? Yeah, no, it's... It's it's little... Little bastard school of shit housing and other bollockry. <laughs> so it's like Hogwarts school for witchcraft and wizardry. But... Yes, but for right. very ungifted students. <laughs> <laughs> Who just love bollockry. Just love bollockry. And remember, it's strictly professional couples only. Strictly professional couples only, and they're allowed beagles. Only beagles. They can have as many as they want. <laughs> <laughs> Right. In fact, we encourage, we encourage. The <laughs> demon loves beagles, so the more beagles, the better. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what was that sound? What was that sound? That was the demon. The that de- was it, yes. That's, he's, he's just behind me. He just, he just pipped in. He said, what was that? Oh, he would love a cameo appearance in the film. Oh, I don't fucking doubt it. I don't fucking <laughs> doubt it. Right, I, I'm right. I'm going before there's any more shit. Oh, shit, I was really involved in this um in this house. So that's that's all the Great details. Transportation links. Oh right, yeah. Okay, what's that yeah. then? Uh, there's a, a train station within five five minutes walking. <laughs> within five feet. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. The station stopped no, running trains 25 years ago. <laughs> Clive, no, I'm, I'm really, I've, I've got all the information I need. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll, 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 I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Professional couples only. Bye. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's sum this up again. You've got to make a creature film and... Uh, Melania Trump has asked you to incorporate as many just lines from other things. Yeah, basically. I'm just making a big. And... It's a big plagiarism fest, is what I'm dealing with this week. And you've got an even simpler one. <laughs> yeah, I'm making an occult movie uh, that's that's 
with the aim of trying to sell 666 Arse Road on the market <laughs> and <laughs> and promoting its better features uh, through the course of this movie. Okay, well, I, I, I can't think of any reason why that, that could cause any problems. So. Exactly, I think we've both got simple enough things to be dealing with. The yeah, pressure's yeah, yeah. on. We've got to deliver the goods this week. So, with yeah. the power of editing, Jack... I will see you in a few seconds. See you in a few spooky seconds. Hello and welcome back to Spookbusters. We've been working hard for a couple of hours on our trailers. How have you been getting on, Matt? Is is the pressure getting to you on this, the final, final episode of season one? I wouldn't say the pressure is getting to me. I would say the pressure got to me uh, about (laughs) two minutes in. And because you know, my mockbuster process is very yeah. much script heavy. Like I spend the first probably <laughs> half to two thirds meticulously scripting it. Whereas this time, yeah. it was really weird because I had you'll I'll, I'll explain a bit more in detail when you've heard the trailer. But there was this one image that immediately came to my head, and I just kind of had to like move everything in place to kind of build up to that moment. And I've watched so many trailers and so many <laughs> scenes just to try and build it up. Oh, God, that is that that is really cruel of whoever set you that, isn't it? I know, to, I know. Yeah, <laughs> to well. completely derail what they know is your process. Yeah, well, but no, I'm, I think I'm pretty happy with what I've come up with, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the nerves. What about yourself? Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun with this one. I don't really want to say too much about it because um, I, I feel like anything I say about it will give something away to you matt right okay um, so so i'm i'm just gonna leave it as it is completely unset up okay we're very excited today that we're joined by a very special guest judge one who has real spooky pedigree we're joined by someone who's one of the creatives at uncanny collective which is a horror theater group it's the lovely sarah Lynham. how are you doing sarah Hello, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you guys? Good, yes, good, good. Very excited to have you here. We've got a real horror aficionado with us today. The spooky pedigree, I think it was, you said, oh, Jack. I, wasn't I it? love yeah, that. Spooky pedigree. I'm going to put that yeah. on my Twitter handle, I think. Yeah. That's one good. for the CV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, you're one of the creatives behind Uncanny Collective. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you guys are and what you guys are doing at the moment? Yeah, sure. So, um, so we're a four person team that actually make up Uncanny Collective itself. Um, we specialise in all things that unnerve and excite uh, horror specific primarily uh, theatre live performance stuff but we're hoping to move into more pre-recorded stuff um, maybe do some podcasting work at some point so watch this space very good <laughs> and um, you're, you've got a show on I mean that's, that's coming up very soon is mm. that right yes yes that's Will right it have even happened by the time this goes out oh um, yeah probably yeah so it's on Halloween so tonight if you're listening as it comes out, you can't come and see it though because uh, it's sold out. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a new piece of theatre that we've written. So we most of the stuff we do is original writing. Uh, it's a four piece anthology horror, and uh, it's it's also it's in quite an interesting venue. Yes, it is. It's in the Asylum Chapel, which is in Peckham. It's um an old chapel. It's all derelict on the inside. It looks amazing. We actually did our wow. um Halloween performance last year in the space, and it's just. You go in there and it kind of does half the work for you because it's so creepy. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, it's called asylum, which has a kind of creepy connotation to it. But it's asylum as in people taking shelter as opposed to the actual, you know, oh, mad see, people asylum. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to tell people that. So 
we really couldn't have anyone more qualified to be on the Halloween special episode. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope there's loads of like spooky noise in the background, like woo. So, I think it's about time that we get back to the genres that we picked earlier on in the episode. Awesome. So, I drew the creature subcategory. Oh. So obviously that is that is pretty broad. That kind of covers everything from like the wolf man, the blob, any kind of non-human being. Ah, oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to show you what I what I came up with for that. <laughs> and then Jack, what did you get? I drew one that was it was a bit of an interest to me. My mind went wild with all the things that it could be. I drew the genre of occult. Oh yes, occult. You know, the immediate thing that came to my mind was sort of, you know, satanic ritual, Mm. that kind of sort of religious connotations to it. Oh, I can't wait. But as well as our spooky subgenres, this week we had seven titles to choose from. So first of all, we had Mutants Following Me. (laughs) We really are spoiled this week. Uh, There's a lot of good ones. Title number two was Songs Under My Bed. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's creepy. In it, that one yeah. is creepy. Title number three, we had Owls and Spiders. <laughs> oh, no. I owls hate spiders. <laughs> owls, I'm okay with. How do you with. feel about owls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Title number four, Foreigners on My Roof. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the uh, that's the new UKIP propaganda film. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's particularly telling if either of us have picked that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Finally, the plot device gave us agents during Halloween. It's <laughs> a very interesting agents one during Halloween. Oh, <laughs> sort of conjuring up Men in Black vibes for me. That I don't know. I I I got I got like talent agent like yeah, just that's during Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've right, been inundated okay. with self tape requests. <laughs> Well, they just couldn't get the day off. They really just love couldn't Halloween, get it off. but they've just—they've been in the office all day. Um, and then finally, we had our two audience-suggested titles. Jack, would you like to reveal those? The first one was sent in by a Mr. Adam Willis, oh. which was Richard Scissors: A Snip in Time Saves Nine. <laughs> Yeah, part one of the Richard Scissors anthology. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one we had was from a Mr. Sean Martin, and that one was Rock, Paper, Death. <laughs> that sounds Rock, fun. Rock, Paper, Death. I like yeah. one. that one. That one's a proper kind of popcorn horror, isn't it? Yeah. Like Happy yeah. Death Day. And yeah. yeah. You know exactly what you're getting with that, mm-hmm. don't you? Exactly. Having heard all of that, Sarah, is there a title there that is calling out to you? Mm, I would say, well, I mean, probably Owls and Spiders, because I, if, if there's anything like that I love most about horror is actually genuinely being scared by it. And I hate spiders. And okay. well, and if they're actually horrifying owls, then yeah, amazing. God, that would have been good to know. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been really, really good to know in hindsight. <laughs> okay. But of course, Sarah, it couldn't be as simple as all that. Of course Naturally, not. Naturally, we had our executive producers come in and give us some demands to work with. So, Jack, you got a phone call from a very strange man called, what was it, Clive Warrington? Clive Warrington, yeah. Of the um, Sheffield Landlords Association, I believe. They've had a house in Sheffield that they've been struggling to shift, owing to the fact that it's horrible. 
So <laughs> they thought it might be easier to try and sell the house if it had some kind of spooky backstory, you know, mm-hmm. like a murder house, something horrible happened there. And he also gave me a list of details about the house that I should try and drop in, such as the rent, um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, what kind of tenants they were looking for. <laughs> Yeah, so your horror film is basically doubling up as a property listing, essentially. Yes, yes, a haunted house property listing, yes. So that's what I had to do. Matt, you had a call from a rather famous lady, did you not? Yes, the first lady herself, the ever-lovable, ever-charming Melania Trump. <laughs> basically, um, she's looking to branch into the uh, the film industry, but as we all know, originality is not her forte. She tasked me with creating my horror film exclusively using dialogue from pre-existing films so every line in my film has to come from another film i wasn't limited to just the horror genre it was you know any film any tv show of my choosing but every single line has to be directly pulled from from film and tv shows okay very simple very simple and easy i can assure you it absolutely (laughs) was not either of those things (laughs) i'll be disappointed if there isn't at least a line from michelle obama's speech um you know which is which is where the uh, i'm sure the idea came from i can neither confirm nor deny but knowing what you know now about our film sarah Mm -hmm. whose trailer would you like to hear first? I think I'm going to get all aboard the creature train. Let's go. Let's go for Mr. Matthew Bidolf. For the final time of season one, sit yourself down, make yourself comfortable, but not too comfortable. Dim the lights down and get ready for my creature film. Mayday! Mayday! Can anyone hear me? Over. This is Dr. William Butts. Do you read me? I found something in the meteor crater. I need some help down here. Can anybody hear me? I found something. A specimen. I'm going to take a tissue sample. It fell from the sky. There's something very interesting going on in there biologically. Ugh. It's got my hand. Hiya, Willie. What a nice hair. <sighs> Do you want it back? Who are you? I'm Johnson Johnson, the alien goo. Do you want a sample? Go ahead. Take it. No! Oh! Be afraid. Be very afraid. Has been killed over at the crater. You gotta come now. Now, wait a minute, Steve. Tell us what happened. Oh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, uh, this thing, it killed the dog. Well, what was it? Out with it, kid. Well, it's kind of like a mass, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Plasmic life form that mocks its prey. Don't come any closer or we'll shoot. If I wanted to listen to an asshole, I'd fart. Open fire! Ah! What happened? I, uh, I think you pissed it off. Nobody shoots Johnson in the crater! Man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. Here's Johnson! 
dancing! Humanity on the brink of extinction. The dinosaurs ruled our planet for millions of years, and yet they died out almost overnight. Why? The evidence suggests that a meteor fell to Earth carrying an alien bacteria. Your meteor brought something, all right, but if it's a germ... It's the biggest son of a bitch you've ever seen! Why are you screaming? I haven't even fucking eaten you yet! It's cruel. Please don't! I have a family! Frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck! No! It's unrelenting. I'll have what she's having! And then I'll have her too! It's almighty. I'm just an alien parasite, standing in front of a scared asshole, asking him to get in my fucking mouth. Strong as a rock. The power of Johnson compels you. Swift as paper. You best stop believing in goo stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Unstoppable. Like death. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Rock, paper, death. The Johnson Johnsoning. (laughs) (laughs) So, I. Oh, there were there was a lot of quotes in there. I heard <laughs> not not many of them. Not many of them. In, they weren't entirely the same as the original. Well, Melania's they? speech that she copied from Michelle Obama wasn't taken word for word. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I was permitted the luxury yeah. of changing one or two words to fit the plot. And the <laughs> yeah, I do remember more. that Melania's version of the speech had a lot more fuck yous in it. Yeah, than, it's substantially yeah. more <laughs> than Michelle's. <laughs> it's because, of course, it was also proofread by Gilbert Gottfried. So, of course, of course. Of course Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, what was he like to work with? Oh, it's just amazing. So, uh, obviously. Uh, as you may or may not know uh, from previous episodes, uh, I've actually signed a multi-picture deal with Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. Um, uh, so and Jason, be... Sta- what, Jason Statham and Gilbert Gottfried. No, Jason Statham, he's, he's out the window. He's gone now. But Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> due to a premonition I had in making a previous Mockbuster, now has to appear in my Halloween special, Christmas special, and every trailer in ah, season yes. two. So this is the beginning of the johnson johnson anthology (laughs) (laughs) so i'll just explain something really quickly is what i kind of touched upon earlier so the the scene that i saw above all was just this giant gooey gilbert godfried walking through new york city like the stay puffed marshmallow man bellowing right. wham bam fuck you and so everything else just had to build up to that point <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah I, that, that, that's the thought of a sane human being exactly mm, exactly so um as you said um gilbert gottfried is is you know taking the title role of johnson johnson mm-hmm. who else did you have in in mind for for some of these other characters. So we had Josh Brolin in as the narrator, as uh, you may or may not heard. We had Jeffrey Wright as the professor uh, that you may have heard talking about the dinosaurs. 
um, and his size, that sort of thing. Uh, we had Tom Holland as Steve. Um, and then, of course, we had... Fucking hell. Who did we have? <laughs> Who else did we have? <laughs> we had Mary Elizabeth Winstead in. Um, oh, right. as, as the scientist's assistant uh, who has a major, major part in it and of course she's a bit of a... A major, uh, major part but not a name. Seemingly. No, 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 she's she's a major, major part but I can't give anything away but of course she's an expert in the Halloween subgenre with her work in Final Destination mm, 3 mm. and 10 Cloverfield Lane and we also had... Um, <laughs> what else did we have? We had the entire cast of Emmerdale... <laughs> <laughs> They were just brilliant right. to work with. They were well, well up for it. Um, and so there's a couple of uh, couple of familiar faces in there for the, the Emmerdale fans as well. Of which we have many listening to this Yeah, show. of course. The the cross, <laughs> the Venn diagram's basically a circle. I, I was wondering, um, is there quite a, a sort of graphic-y blood content in this film? It's not really like a big sort of blood bath, as it were. There is a bit in there because, you know... you. You don't go to see a horror film, you know, to not have any gore whatsoever. You've kind of got to get a bit gritty with it. That but would be um, a deal breaker for me if there wasn't any Exactly, blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, no, where, where there is a lack of blood, we do make up for it with these kind of horrible, kind of decaying uh, effects where people are being eaten and being dissolved and, and kind of being absorbed into oh, Johnson Johnson yes. as he grows and grows and grows. Um, so, you know, we really push the limits with, with what... Uh, special effects and prosthetics can do um, and how far we can push the sensors because they're just looking out for blood. It's mm. a little known fact about film ratings is, um, you know, you can have as much blood as you want it's, if it's red. That's that's the issue. So we got around that by, by Johnson Johnson being a big gooey green mess, basically. Oh, perfect. And did you have uh, any issues with um, Gilbert Gottfried being allergic <laughs> to the the alternatives that you were using little known fact about gilbert godfrey he is a strict method actor when he played iago he mm. recorded it from a birdcage um and <laughs> this was, this was the same for some he, time. he was just he was just providing voice and motion capture but insisted on being covered in in goo which he was deathly allergic to but it, it gave him this real venomous kind of animosity to his performance once once the swelling did go down um and and he could see mm. again he was delighted with the results oh, what was the first Very thing he good. did when he got his skin back then after uh, after losing it all to the allergic goo uh he he put it back on because we had to oh, do a couple God. of reshoots um because <laughs> he wasn't happy with some of the bits of performance he did so he insisted on getting back in the studio and we said Gilbert, it's two lines, mate. Mm. We don't need you to lather yourself up. But he'd already he'd taken the he'd taken the the tub of goo and he just kind of like placed right. it over himself and he just started like swimming around in it. Um, yeah, it was it was quite a sight, but makes for an amazing yeah, so, blooper um, reel. You said you kept you keep it in these tubs, right? And um, so so who was um, who was you know in charge of you know. Of, of collecting that up and you know sort of producing the goo every single time um that was tubby tony um oh yes yeah yeah um Works not for not good fellas doesn't he yeah he d- <laughs> <laughs> yes yes he 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 does uh he used to have his own uh, illegal music streaming service called slime wire but um Right. That's that's no longer running. Um, okay. Yeah, he was he was really good at creating the goo. He has a PhD in slime science. Um, so he was really good at just like getting batches done over and over and over um, and just getting them in these tubs, hence the name Tubby Tony. Yeah. 
Have you got any uh, any, any further questions, Sarah, or uh, are, you, are you happy to leave that there? I think I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think I have uh, all the information I need. Okay. Excellent. Okay, that was, that was Matt's okay. gooey <laughs> gothic. You know what's funny about that whole thing is I set it up so that you had to include Gilbert Gottfried in all those episodes and I completely forgot about it I completely that's really really good it. to know now Jack that's really really good to know because I, I thought that'd be the first thing you'd call me out on if I didn't include it you could have made anything and I would have been none the wiser but now you've done it I remember it for Christmas and the rest of the season oh brilliant mm-hmm. well that also means Jack on on season two episode five Nicholas Cage is going to be giving you a call yes. about his role yep, as Michael yep. Twatbasket. Thank you for remind. <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> right, Jack. Lead us in, my boy. Okay. So, without further ado, here is my occult film. Daddy, Daddy, where are you, Daddy? You've got to come back, Daddy. You've got to. <laughs> Thanks for meeting me, Agent Hargreaves. I'm sorry to interrupt your holiday, but this simply couldn't wait. Spit it out, Mallory. What am I up against? Well, this isn't your normal case, I'm afraid. In fact, it's paranormal. This is a job for an agent. An estate agent. What is it? Ghost? Poltergeist? I've rented worse in my sleep, Mallory. This is kid stuff. Not quite. Juvenile demon. He's been terrorising the local neighbourhood by replacing the water supply with blood, murdering all the local dogs and parking smack bang in the middle of two perfectly good parking spaces. Right, and what do you want me to do about it? Well, what you do best, Agent Hargreaves. We think 666 Arse Road is a real fixer-upper. Find us a nice professional couple who are willing to rent it for £800 per calendar month, not including utilities. Oh, and make sure they don't mind the denizens of hell. If you'd like to follow me inside the property, Mr Smith, I'll give you a little guided tour. We're very excited. We've got a baby on the way, see, so we need the extra bedroom. Oh, congratulations. You'll be very happy here, I'm sure. You'll notice it's got a big open and roomy feel to it now that all the windows are smashed out. Who dares disturb Mephisto? Don't worry about that, it's just a cat. Oh, right. Is there, um, any storage space? Yeah, there's a lovely big cellar underneath that rotting ribcage over there. Is that where that sinister and otherworldly chain sound is coming from? Yeah, that's the one. Go on, check it out. All right. my viewer. He's part of the family now, and he'll help bring Daddy back. Well, how am I supposed to fucking rent this place out if you keep ripping people's heads off while they're viewing the kitchen? I'll make a deal with you. You bring me 15 souls, and I'll leave this flat and this neighbourhood and do it up all nice and proper like. All I ask is their lives as rent. Deal. I hope you know what you're doing, Agent Hargreaves. This is no small price to pay. I can feel his power returning. He's coming back from the other side. The ritual is complete. Oh, my name isn't Mephistoffelbean. Hey, up, Beezlebub's back. Hope you've been looking after the bastard place while I've been gone. Good job, Mephistoffelbean. Father, what have I done? I'm back, you bastards. Agents during Halloween. Part two in the Halloween anthology. Matt, your face <laughs> is a picture.
I beg your pardon. <laughs> Jack Ayres, regardless of who wins this Mockbusters title, you are getting sued down to the last thread of your pants, young man. I'm going to take everything, everything you've ever loved, everything you've ever owned. It's mine now, you plagiaristic Welsh bastard. How dare you? How dare you? What Matt, gives in- you the right? Well, I tell you what gives me the right. Uh, first of all, that you made it set in Sheffield, <laughs> hometown of Sean Bean. Secondly, <laughs> the secondly, you specified that a demon lived as a lodger in the house that I had to to use. <laughs> the occult thing. I mean, I had to get a ritual in the, there somewhere. And who do we know <laughs> that died in a recent instalment of a film? Of course, it was Beanstalkbub. <laughs> So, really, really, my hands were tied. I had no no choice but to to carry on the Halloween anthology, and uh, unauthorized, and of course. I didn't give my blessing for my my original character to be. I'm not to sure be if you're aware, like but Sean Bean is actually in the public domain now. He's royalty free. You right? Can, well, you... Beans. Be, that doesn't mean Beanzelbub is Beanzelbub is a bit off original. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I, I mean, Sean Bean came, uh, you know, to you originally with the uh, the idea of him being in all these films. Uh, frankly, I mean, he he was delighted to be in yet another film and also play Mephistophelbean, the um the other. So he the plays the devil. little girl as well, the little girl demon. <laughs> yeah, which kind of ruins the twist in advance of that <laughs> when you when you look at the little girl and realise that it is Sean Bean. Yeah, right. So. P- casting blatant copyright infringement, infringement aside, um, what where's left to go in the film now? Because I feel like I've seen the whole thing from that trailer. Oh, no, Mephistophelbean is brought back forty minutes into the film. Um, there's 40, 40, 45 minutes left of the film after that that there is nothing from the trailer in. Like it might feel like that's that's the end of this film, but it's very much not. That's the right. uh, the, the second act beat. Does that mean that Sean Bean gets destroyed and then he comes back again and then gets destroyed again no so he was destroyed at the end of the last film um mm-hmm. and he leaves behind his his demonic daughter Mephistophelbean um yes. who is uh she she's she's in the area she's inhabiting this house she's really traumatized by the loss of her <laughs> devil father Sean Bean and uh so she basically commits herself to studying uh, the the arts of the occult in an attempt to bring yes. uh, Beanzelbub back from the other side. Oh, so this is actually an opportunity for Sean Bean to come back from the dead yes. for once. Yes, which is the opposite. Quite exciting for him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought of that. I did. I promise. Um, <laughs> yes. So the, he, she uses the occult arts to bring back Beanzelbub from the hell that he was confined to by the angel version of Sean Bean, whatever he was called. I've done meticulous research, you can right, tell. Right. You've, you've tried to say this is an official sequel. This now, does how, not... How long of the three minutes did you hear Beanzelbub, out of interest? Well, you specifically said that that was only the first 40 minutes, so you said... The second half of it features much more, so that's I not a good equation to go by. Bub, did I necessarily? I mean, I'm pretty maybe sure this you did. is maybe this is Mephistopheles' story. <laughs> Sounds to me like you're backpedaling, mate, and you hadn't thought that far ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, 
I think that this is setting up, a, you know, it, it's like the uh, the Frankenstein and the Bride it's, of Frankenstein. I'm sorry, Jack, it's not okay? setting you anything know, it's, up. It's been set up. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yes, it has been set up, yeah. By um, me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you know, Matt, you can't be too precious about these things. I bloody it's, can. Uh, it, He's on the new poster. <laughs> yes, yes, well, yeah. He's the bloody centrepiece of the new poster. Which is another reason why it's important that we we make the most of Beans of Bub, Matt. And, I'm uh, livid. <laughs> all's fair in love and war. Sarah, have you, have you got anything else? I need I need a minute to calm down. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm curious. So am I correct that uh, it all takes place at uh, number 666, Arse Lane? Arse Road, yes. Is that right? Yeah. Arse yeah. Road, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can I just see uh, what what was it like for the neighbours? You know, at number six six eight uh, six six four. Well, unfortunately uh, for them, uh, you know, aside from the filming, just living next to six 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 Ars Road is a nightmare in and of itself. Because as as uh, Clive Warrington said, it's a shithole. It, it's a complete shithole. Some of the other things that you know we didn't even manage to t- touch on in the trailer that. Um, Clive, Clive told me about was um, it's actually in tax band Z, um, which is apparently the worst one. Oh, um, you're allowed dogs, but only beagles for some reason. Mm. Uh, I I did try and incorporate that into the <laughs> into the film, but that that was left on the editing room floor. I'm afraid um, there are no utilities in this property. Um, uh, yeah, as as you saw, there's a live-in demon. But you still have um, to pay for the utilities, don't you? I think that was made yeah. clear. Is that they don't work, but you are still expected to pay for them. Yeah, the demon demands extra rent, in, as, as you saw in, in the form mm-hmm. of souls. Oh, so the demon that's in the film is the actual demon as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? So I, I remember Clive Warrington very specifically saying that there is an actual demon in the flat um, and you know they would be in the film, like they they would be happy to have a cameo in the film. So did you have them play play themselves, or did you kind of usher them to the side and get you know a classically trained demon in? Well, I mean, Matt, when you you look down at a classically trained demon, but frankly, it's a skill set which is you know you see too many casting calls out there nowadays saying we're looking for normal demons, we're looking for real demons, as if you know an actor demon isn't a real right. Real so demon. once again, we've got a situation where a genuine northern demon has been cast aside to get someone classically trained, someone from the south, someone from a posh background to play northerners once again. Well, Matt, as as you remember, it's Sean Bean playing the demon so <laughs> unless you're saying sean bean is a southern rather trained <laughs> well, he is rather, rather trained <laughs> but not southern and that's okay. that's one that's one tick box too few i'm afraid for this line of questioning <laughs> okay okay i i retract that one but still it was a perfectly good demon there and you've just had to get someone else in you know someone well, more in it conventional. They're, just not, they're just not the main demon hmm <laughs> I see, I see. So, in terms of casting, who who else do we see in this film? Uh, well, Sean Bean, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, continue. Yeah, Sean, Bean. Uh, Sean Bean again. Um, Sean Bean a third time, actually, in a cameo role. 
Right, so he plays the shopkeeper. <laughs> right, so it's the same premise as my original uh, Beans or Bub film, and Sean Bean's playing all the characters. Uh, we've also got Jason Statham. <laughs> we've got Jason Statham playing the estate agent. <laughs> well, as you said, now that he's released from his current contract, he's been. <laughs> He's been very free to work on new projects. <laughs> so so Jason Statham plays Agent Hargreaves in I'm this like, film. Do you know how last week it got a little bit heated and you know we we kind of just kept going back and forth. I am I'm shaken to my core. I feel betrayed. I I feel robbed. I I'm feeling so many feelings right now. Um, you know what's so funny about this? I'm devastated. I didn't, Jason Statham came to me in that moment, and it was such a like sinister moment of like just, <laughs> just like evil glee that just came to me that I could do this as well. I was like, he's even Cockney. It makes sense. And uh, yeah, the we've we've got uh, Mallory, who's the head of the Estate Agents Guild, and that's played by Huey Lewis on the news. The whole band plays that one character. I uh, I didn't mention this. Um, I didn't want to give this away because it's a big scene in the film. But um, Johnson Johnson grows to such a behemoth size that he walks across the ocean to Wales and just fucking (laughs) (laughs) destroys it. Just just stomps it. Just stomps it. Screaming. And then Tom Jones comes along on his dragon. Don't you dare. And he just snatches him. And he bites his head off. No. Tom. God. And his dying words were, "It's not unusual." <laughs> For f- you, <laughs> you bitch, you, you big bitch, you take that road back. I, I won't. Oh, I was curious as to um, uh, who your occult specialist was that you brought in. For the film, my occult specialist. Let me just have yeah. a think about who my occult. Yeah, because I've yeah I've you've was. just reminded me, Sarah, that equity um does demand that you have an occult specialist on set at all time. Of course, yeah. I presume that you that you knew that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, so assuming yes. you, you've you've got someone fully qualified that you can name right now, I I do. Yes, let me just get my notebook where I can have uh-huh. a look at who the occult specialist is while I that just says for t- while that I just says occult question mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it does. That that's um that's that's the first page of a, a, uh-huh. a forty page uh- manifesto. Oh, I found it. Yeah, we actually had we actually got a um a frisky hobo Get to, be the, Get to be the to be the occult specialist. I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> I start. <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll square up with you on this one. Basically, we we were told we needed an occult specialist. We hadn't done the preparation, so I went out onto the street and I found the. F- the first friskiest man I could find and asked him if he knew anything about ghosts and he said yes and then we paid him £35,000 to uh, right to, to act as our occult specialist. I'm not Jack, proud ev- of it. Everything about this film is just screaming illegal. I mean, that that's rich coming from someone whose entire script is is uh, ripped off. It's not really though, is it? Mine's postmodern. <laughs> Yours is a blatant ripping of characters, so... Um, yeah, yeah, blatant ripping of characters, blatant ripping of dialogue. I feel like they balance out fairly. No, they absolutely do not. Right, one final question from me. Uh, you've answered the question about the occult specialist. Um, who was the occult specialist? 
Because <laughs> obviously you had <laughs> you had a sponsorship deal with Yakult, didn't you? So um... yes, yes we did. <laughs> yes we did. Our Yakult specialist, um, our Yakult spe- specialist was actually Joe Exotic. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear any more about this film. It's this film is is an affront. To my rights as a creative, as a filmmaker, as a human. I, I'm honestly the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> if I lose now, I, I, I don't mind. I'll die happy. <laughs> like, this... I started off ripping off one character, and I've ended up with, with a cavalcade of, of, of beautiful, um, beautiful plagiarism. It's the most sincerest form of flattery, isn't it? Plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, that's definitely how the the saying goes. Yeah. Yes, it is, and and I think it will be thrown out of court on those grounds. <laughs> right. Okay. I f- I feel like this this feels like a natural point before it gets even more heated to move on to the pitch fight. Having heard what you've heard from the two of us, is there anyone you'd like to hear from first? All right. I, I think we're going to go in the same order that we heard the trailers. So let's um okay. let's go Matthew and then Jack after that. Okay. 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 Right. Three. Two, one. Sarah, tell me how a film that is specifically designed to steal dialogue from other films is still substantially less plagiaristic than Jack's film here. Um, you've heard what I've had to say about the other film, how it's an infringement on my rights as a creative. This is a film where you've got Gilbert Gottfried just tearing shit down. It's got gore, it's got guts, it's got spectacle. It doesn't rip from someone illegally. And that's all I've got to say on the matter. Time. Very good. Very well-constructed argument yes. from that there. Allow me allow me to do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, my argument in three, two, one. Did I mention that this film is also set in the West Country oh in 1864? We, we have so much... So much to offer in the the agents during Halloween anthology, and Halloween is a is a is a holiday for the whole family. Where there's so much, there's so much on offer from a whole plethora of different films and backgrounds, and that's my time. Well, Chat, the only way you could have shit housed that more would be if you just said exactly what I said verbatim. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd thought of that. I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, oh God. Wow. Oh, dearie me. Okay, so, so Sarah, you have heard what both Matt and myself have mm-hmm. created as our final trailer of the season, and you've also heard our final arguments. Sarah Lynham, in this... The finale of season one of Mockbusters, the Halloween special. Who have you decided is taking home this week's title and also the title for the entire series? It's a really tough call. At the end of the day, whilst I really enjoy watching a bit of torture, I think the win has to go to Mr. Matthew Birdolph. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like I say, I really enjoyed the really intense ripping of everything. 
but um, much as that is, you know, a type of horror, sure. I think the creature feature, <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried oh. as a giant, you know, mallow puff man, um, that's, that's where it's at. Sarah, you have made the absolute <laughs> correct decision here. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. As, as I said, I will die happy. The emotions that Matt went through in the last half an hour, you know, is prize enough for me, uh, frankly. God, what a roller coaster this has been. I mean, to be fair, Jack, you'll also die penniless because you are going to get sued to shit, my son. Absolutely I hope not. It was Absolutely worth not. It. When they when they see how much the people are calling for this film, they're going to get on board with it because they're going to realise that this is the biggest cash cow of the <laughs> century. That's so, not correct. That's not correct. Right. Well, it feels good to me because I know I get my just desserts now because as we established last episode, as a forfeit to not winning season one, the loser has to, of course, craft an original song in the style of an artist that has previously appeared on Mockbusters, which means, Jack Ayres, you've got to make a song in the style of Tom Jones all about me. (laughs) And I can't wait to hear that. I cannot wait. Yes, a song by Tom Jones all about Matthew Bidulph and his Ooh. victorious win. And I, well, I mean, also a rap section, apparently. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Also a rap section. So that's uh, th- that's fun. So uh, can we look forward to hearing that at the end of the episode? I'll I'll do my level best to get to get to get uh, <laughs> a song together by meet Halloween, by Halloween that will uh, that will meet all of those glorious standards for you matt but really matt congratulations on on a hard fought a hard fought victory this season it does pain me but i feel like uh, the real victory was the friends we made along the way <laughs> so so there we go friends such as jason statham sean bean gilbert Gottfried. Also, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us and adjudicating on the final episode of season one. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute delight to have you. Now that we've reached the final part of the episode, I think it's time that we go through all of your um, mm. all of your social accounts so that people know where to find you and The Uncanny Collective and all the shows that you're putting yeah, on. Yeah, so you can find me uh, as Sarah Lynham, literally that on everything, Twitter, Insta, Facebook. Um, you can find Uncanny Collective. I think we're different on every single platform. Um, on Twitter is Uncanny Col. On Instagram is Uncanny underscore Collective. And if you just search Uncanny Collective on Facebook, you should find us there. Great. And you can't catch their new show, nope. The Darkness Between Us, because sold it's sold out. out. So tough luck. <laughs> Unlucky losers. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to plug before we uh, before we wrap things up? Stay in school, kids. If you're listening. Great. That's Educational Secretary Sarah Lynham. (laughs) And, of course, a massive thank you to everyone that has listened to Season Mm 1 so far. We're delighted with the responses we've had. We really want to make Season 2 even better. So if you have any suggestions for titles, genres, anything whatsoever, drop us a message uh, at MockbustersPod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or drop us an email Mockbusters podcast at gmail.com. And 
there's something else that I feel like I needed to say here. Oh, yes. If you've really enjoyed this first season, then please, please do leave us a review uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us like you wouldn't believe. And tell your friends. Uh, yes, you can check out our new artwork on all of our podcasts, which is by Yigit Yerlikaya. You can find him in the show notes. I'll link all of his artwork. He's very good. And we'll also be back for a Christmas special leading into season two. We've started lining up the guests for the second season and we're really excited. We've got some really great people from other podcasts and from all walks of life. So look out for that real soon. Make sure you subscribe and you'll get them as soon as they come out. Right, well, in that case, until Christmas time, I've been Matthew Biddulph. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Sarah Lynham. Thank you, Sarah, and thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you soon. Happy Halloween. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the creator of such classics as Escape to Pluto and Turn Off That Laser. It's Mr. Tom Jones. Whoa! We've made it through an entire series of Mockbusters, which calls for a celebration. Let me tell you a little story about a fella named Matthew. One day he was sat all alone and he went and picked up the phone. Next thing he's talking to Jack about a show they could call their own. Fake films with a comedy flair, now what is there left to say? And that's just how a mockbuster was born. Oh-ho-ho-ho-ho! Now, there was a lot of competition between Matt and Jack in those early days. But Jack ran away with the lead. And did Matthew like that? No! no. Not one bit because... Oh, Matthew's a winner. No, he's never a quitter. He came back from 4-1 down. Yes, he did. Now, Matthew managed to bring things back to a draw. But that wasn't going to be enough, was it, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) No. Matthew has his eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize like you've never seen before. So, what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Can he take on the title? Let's find out. M-A-T-T-P-I-D-D-U-L-P-H is now the K-I-N-G of the whole entire series. M-A-T-T-P-I-D-D-U-L-P-H Whoa! Matthew's a winner No, he's never a quitter He's come back from 4-1 down You know he did now Whoa, Matthew's a winner No, he's never a quitter Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you soon. Oh.